The Ortho PAC, hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC, where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Dawn Morton Rias is my guest today. She is the president and CEO of the NCCPA. Thank you so much for having me. I'm interested in the Panray pilot. Has that been well received? Certainly. Uh, you know, this is this is something that makes my my heart skip a beat because when I came interviewed with NCCPA um, I, for this role, you know, they asked me point blank, "What did I think were some of the main issues or challenges that NCCPA should address going forward?" That was part of my part of my interview process. One of the questions, and I shared very candidly that I feel that. We, as an organization, as a profession, need to um, examine the recertification examination, basically dig it up from the roots, if you will, and uh, and examine it completely to look at its relevance, its its, um, its value, to explore it, to understand, you know, is this still meeting everyone's needs, not only in content, but also in delivery, and uh, recognizing the various changes that our profession has made over the decades, you know, we practice differently than we did in the beginning of our profession. Uh, the healthcare industry is different than it was. We used to have big Harrisons and Cecil textbooks on at the nurses station that we would refer to. Uh, and now all of our information is in our pocket or in the palm of our hand. Um, technology is available. So I shared with the board at the time that I really wanted to if they selected me, I really wanted to do that type of an in-depth study of, of the recertification exam, mm-hmm. uh, and so they hired me. And maybe in spite of my, <laughs> in spite of my thoughts about what I wanted to, to how I wanted to look at uh, Henry, and I'm pleased that they did uh, because we spent the last we spent three years, or close to three years, taking a deep dive, looking at all aspects of recertification, the recertification exam. Asking PAs what the what the C meant for them, what recertification meant for them, gathering data from other stakeholders, also looking at what other professions are doing, what the educational research and literature states around assessment, and then we developed this model that the board approved, which enables PAs. And we realized we also had a very narrow window of opportunity in that we were coming close to the end of the six-year recertificates. Uh, and so the 2018 and 2019 cohort was the, was the, would be the last group of people sitting for PANRI uh, before there would be a gap until you know, everybody's on the 10-year cycle starting uh, in 2024. We were excited to develop this longitudinal assessment that integrates technology, and and basically it it needed to be a two-year period because we wanted to be able to wrap in two cohorts, basically two years of recertificate. Mm-hmm. And so we launched the pilot in 2019, uh, and essentially the pilot enables PAs to uh, answer 25 core medical knowledge questions each quarter. Uh, they can, the quarter opens, they can go into their uh, portal, answer those questions, and get immediate feedback. So they know if, if they've answered the question correctly or not. And they also have access to resources, as well as an explanation why that answer was the best 
choice of those choices that are available. We know in medicine there's always a full range of choices of, of what we could do to manage and, and treat certain diseases and disorders. But of the choices that are there, this is the best one and this is the reason why. Of the 58%, over 18,000 PAs that started in January of 2019, we still have more than 18,000 participants. So we're coming to the end of the line here, which uh, it seems like it's been only a minute that we've right. been doing this, but it's been almost two years. We, uh, we send out a survey at the end of each quarter to ask how people are experiencing different aspects. So, so the early surveys were about the technology and the delivery, and the later surveys were about content and, and, and their, how they've approached these questions, et cetera. So we have a wealth of feedback and information from PA participants. Overwhelmingly, they think this is the choice. This is the best way to do this. As you mentioned earlier in our conversation, that you know many of us have test anxiety. I sat for Panry again. <laughs> can't tell you how many times I've sat for Penry. <laughs> I sat for Penry in 2016. So I fully understand the anxiety that people have when they're sitting for an exam that covers content that they may or may not be seeing every day. But we learned throughout this process of studying research, the recertification exam, that PAs value that their certification. They value that C. They're proud of that C. And they're also very, very proud of the professional mobility that they have to move across disciplines. That reinforces the, the value or the need for a core medical knowledge assessment, um, but an assessment that is not overly burdensome. So uh, an assessment that continues to help you grow what you know and enhance what you know, and that's what the pilot is doing. Uh, it's helping people to identify where their strengths are and where their limitations are. If they don't answer a question correctly in a particular content area, they'll see more questions in that content area to help reinforce their knowledge base. And so in that respect, it's an adaptive assessment. Um, we also hope that when PAs are, are looking at their feedback that they're, they're taking that information in and saying, well, wow, I thought I was better prepared in or more knowledgeable in X or Y, and I need to maybe spend a little more, more time reading about that or refreshing my memory. And we're seeing that, that PAs are actually doing that, and that's what the feedback is. So it's been very exciting. You know, initially when we started working on this, we got a lot of pushback because there was an assumption that we were doing things without getting feedback or soliciting feedback, and, and people reacted to that. Uh, we've been very transparent, and that's something that's very important to me, to be transparent throughout this entire process of developing pilot and to keep the population informed, as well as our other stakeholders, informed about what we're doing and why and, and what we hope to accomplish. So at the end of this process, we'll have a great deal of data to help inform the next iteration of PANRI. Mm -hmm. So it's been an exciting journey, uh, and the, the feedback has been very, very positive. And I'm very pleased about that. I'm incredibly proud of the work that we've done with a dedicated team of staff members at NCCPA and psychometricians that work for us in-house. We don't contract that work out. We also rely on PAs to be to write items and to serve as subject matter experts and to serve on all of our exam committees. And so, you know, I want to take this moment to thank all the PAs out there who have worked with us over the last several years. 
These are all clinically practicing PAs from across the country, hundreds of them that have participated in various aspects of this work to help inform the pilot. Uh, and and we're, I'm, I'm very grateful to them for their willingness to, to work with us. Even though they may have had different opinions about testing or about infancy PA, they were willing to, to, to contribute their knowledge and skills in their discipline. And we, and we really couldn't have done this without them. Well, it, it certainly sounds like the pilot will turn into an option for recertification, but do you think that the take your test one time and be done, do you think that will still be an option as well? You know, the decision really rests with the board, but we will certainly, as the, as the staff and uh, the psychometrics team, we will certainly be advocating for more than one track, more than one way of doing this. What we know from our extensive uh, review of the literature and what what other health professions are doing, and also you know looking at the assessment literature across uh, all disciplines, is that people like choice. People, some people learn best in one way, and others learn best in other ways. Um, and same with with assessment. Some of the feedback that we've received in pilot is when people have chosen to withdraw from pilot, we ask them why, and they've said, I want a one and done. You know, this was too long. Now, understandably, this pilot went on for two years because we were trying to wrap in these two final cohorts. I can't imagine that we would have the longitudinal assessment run over two years uh, after this pilot is pilot period is finished, that timeline for how long people would have to answer questions and so forth would yet to be determined. Uh, but I can't imagine that it would be two, a two-year period. So I understand that that is a long, two years is a long time and people get fatigued uh, with having to, to do something over a two-year period of time. And so kudos to those who, who stuck with it. But I think your point is very well taken that we would advocate for more than one option. You know, a one and done, if you will, you know, because some people just want to get it over with and they're ready on that day and they want to be done. And, and another option for those who prefer a, a little less stressful or experience test anxiety and, and would prefer a different approach. So my hope is that there will be a couple of options. But ultimately, we'll present, the staff will present some recommendations and some thoughts to the board with data to support it and they will make the final decision as to what strategy uh, would, would you know, be implemented for PANRI going forward. Well, thanks for the update on that. I think that provides a lot of clarity. Uh, I've had a lot of people ask me about that or, <coughs> excuse me, comment on it uh, over the years and I think that's helpful. Um, do you have any further updates or comments on the NCCPA's role or advice for our listeners regarding certification or recertification? Well, I think, you know, a couple of points that I'd like to just share is that NCCPA has had an interesting history, and we, we are the certifying body. And so we know that we live in a, in a world right now that is questioning the need for licensure, questioning the need for certification, questioning this regulation that, uh, that we're a part of, and we're mindful of that. And so we are continually, and continually looking to balance our mission, which is protection of the public's interests, with the needs and demands of all of our stakeholders, including PAs. And that's an interesting balance. And so I want the listeners to know that we're attentive 
too large a landscape. We're not, you know, burying our heads in the sand. We're also attentive to the demands that, that are on PAs. You know, this healthcare landscape that we're practicing in is very challenging, very demanding, the need for documentation and extra, you know, use of the electronic medical record and people filling, completing their, their charts at home in their own hours and evening hours, et cetera. We're mindful of the demands that PAs are facing, and so we're continually looking for ways to continue to protect the public's interest, to continue to ensure that that fee means something and is well-respected across the healthcare landscape, but to do so in a way that's not overly burdensome and overly challenging. We don't want PAs to have to spend their entire vacation if they only have two weeks. We, don't want, we want them replenishing themselves, spending time with their families. We don't want them having to cram for an exam that may or may not cover what they're seeing. So we're, we're responsive to what the healthcare landscape is presenting for PAs and the competing demands. And so we're trying to balance those things. And that's really where we are with, with Canary. Um, and so I, I would hope that your listeners would see NCCPA. Yes, we have a job to do, and we are a regulator whether we like it or not, but we're, we're partners in this profession. We help promote this profession. We are, we're, we're part of the team. You know, I'm a PA. I'm proud of my C, and I'm proud of the fact that I've been a PA my entire career. Um, and so I just want people to know, and support, so much of my focus has been on pulling the curtain back, helping people to understand what our responsibility is, and, but what, also what our commitment is to the profession and to the patients that we all serve. It's helpful to know that the person that's in charge of the process is a PA and has to take the test. I think that's very helpful, and our listeners should know that, uh, that you're not just, you know, sitting there pushing buttons and directing people. You also uh, are involved in the process, and, and that's very helpful. Thank you for taking time to talk to us. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining the OrthoPAC podcast. We also welcome you to visit our website, paos.org, where members can download virtual conference content and get Category 1 CME. Also, if you're a non-member, please visit the aapa.org Learning Central for the PAOS virtual content.